Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, GitMK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I'll be talking you through the wonderfully positive headlines about dogs and mental health, and why, despite our deepest desires, man's best friend probably isn't stopping us all from having issues like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Yes, here I am as the science Grinch to ruin the delightful story that the media has been telling about our furry buddies. Sorry. Now, I love dogs as much as the next deeply weird person, but when I saw the headlines popping up everywhere, I was immediately cautious, because they seemed just a little too good to be true. The usually excellent New York Times headed the pack with the delightful sounding, having a dog as a child is tied to a lower risk of schizophrenia as an adult. Fox News had a very similar angle, saying, study, owning a dog during childhood reduces risk of mental health problems. And Psychology Today promoted almost the exact same line with, do pet dogs affect the risk of schizophrenia in humans? Children who have a pet dog before age 12 have a lower risk of schizophrenia. If we're going by the headlines and the articles they come from, it sounds like having a dog as a child reduces your risk of schizophrenia. According to the news, this was also quite likely to be causal, which sounds amazing, if a tad absurd, that the dog itself reduces your risk of developing schizophrenia as an adult if you have one as a child. It just doesn't sound like there is enough in the intervention to cause the outcome of reduced risk of schizophrenia. As ever, with headlines that sound incredibly rosy, the truth is a little more complex than that. In this case, it's not even the media's fault, because the study itself had some serious issues that make it very hard to draw any conclusions from it at all. Bottom line, dogs probably aren't going to stop you from getting schizophrenia. The study that has the news afire with hope about our canine companions was a retrospective epidemiological trial titled Exposure to Household Pet Cats and Dogs in Childhood and Risk of Subsequent Diagnosis of Schizophrenia or Bipolar Disorder. The scientists report that they took a group of people, split them up by whether their family had owned a dog, cat, or no pet as a child, and ran a series of statistical analyses comparing these three groups on the future risk of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Uh, it sounds, at first, like a classic cohort design. Those people who had had a dog but not a cat at an earlier age were at a lower risk of schizophrenia, although, was no, although there was no impact for bipolar disorder. Thus, we get the headlines proclaiming that dogs can get rid of this mental health disorder and everything is right with the world. Except, based on the analyses presented in the paper, that's not really what the scientists did. The first weird thing about this study is that even though the term itself isn't used once in the paper, it had a case control design. It wasn't, as you'd expect, a cohort study, 
What this means is that instead of taking a group of people and dividing them up by whether they had had a pet as a child, the researchers took a group of people with mental health issues now and compared them to a control group who didn't in terms of their exposure to pets as a child. Rather than picking people based on exposure and dividing them up, which is the design of a cohort study, they picked based on outcomes, which is the basic difference between a case control and a cohort. The thing about this type of study design is that it injects some extra sources of bias that you don't get from cohort studies. Bias is anything that can change the results of the study and get in the way of our causal relationship. So it means that dogs don't cause the outcome of schizophrenia. And this particular piece of research suffered heavily from one of these extra sources of bias, or potentially suffered, which is, and this bias is called recall bias. Recall bias is what happens when you ask people to remember stuff that they did months or even years ago. Inevitably, a certain proportion of people get it wrong, and this can screw up your results. Case control studies, by their very nature, are sensitive to this bias because you are asking people who have health issues to remember the exposures that might have caused the problem years ago. It doesn't mean they're useless. Case control research is one of the main ways that we realize that asbestos is harmful, but it's something to bear in mind. And in this study, recall bias was a massive issue. The scientists took people who had a current diagnosis of bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, many of them who were in hospital at the time of the study, and asked if they remembered having a pet as a child and what age they were when the family got the pet. It doesn't take a genius to realize that this is an immensely flawed way of calculating people's exposure. Even if people weren't having a rough time in the hospital, the chances that they'd correctly remember exact dates of their family's pet ownership 10 to 50 years after the fact are very small. There were also other issues with bias in this studies. As with many of these observational trials, it's just not easy to figure out causation given the number of residual confounders that are impossible to adjust for. But there was actually a much bigger issue that made the study almost entirely, or I think it's fair to say entirely useless, as any kind of evidence for anything. You see, the statistical analysis was, as reported in the study, basically meaningless, which was really a bit worrying. If you read the study, which is linked in the show notes as always, you'll come across some things called Kaplan-Meier curves. These look at survival probabilities and usually are used to predict how many of one group will survive at any given time without the outcome in question versus another group. For example, in trials of cancer drugs, you might look at how many people have died from cancer in each group at any given point in time, and calculate the risk of cancer death in each group happening over the entire time course of the study using what's called a hazard ratio. And that's just the ratio of the event happening in one group compared to another over time. 
It's worth noting that this type of analysis, what's known as longitudinal analysis, or a statistical model that varies over time, isn't really appropriate for the type of study that the researchers conducted. They took a single time point and used it to get a very vague estimate of the number of years from birth to 13 years of age that people may have had a pet. But since they didn't look at movement between groups, i.e. people whose pet died or who got more than one pet, the analysis didn't make much sense on the face of it. They also set the initial time point at 0.1 years of age rather than zero for no apparent reason, no explained reason at least, which meant that their curves looked extremely weird and the results are probably a bit meaningless anyway. But it turns out that the fact that this analysis may have been inappropriate wasn't even really the biggest issue here, which is just a bit absurd really. Now, the outcome of interest in this study was psychological disorder. That's what we wanted to know the effect of dogs on. Schizophrenia or bipolar disease disorder. So you'd think that the Kaplan-Meier curves would show how long until someone got one of these disorders, thus giving you an estimate of the protective nature of pets. So if people who had a dog got schizophrenia at an older age, their dog potentially could be preventing them from getting schizophrenia, and then you'd get a hazard ratio where they had a lower risk of schizophrenia at any time point. This is what you would assume that the researchers had done, and sadly, you would be wrong. In fact, what the researchers in the study appear to have done, based on the graphs and the analysis presented in the paper, is reverse the analysis entirely. Rather than looking at the rate at which people who had pets got schizophrenia, they looked at the rate at which people with schizophrenia got pets. In other words, they completely reversed the analysis. The study is actually comparing whether having mental health disorders makes you more or less likely to get a pet. And it gets worse. Remember, they ascertained the outcome, schizophrenia or bipolar, and then asked people to remember when they got their first pet as a kid. In other words, they're not just using mental health to predict whether someone is going to get a pet. They're really looking at whether having a mental health disorder as an adult makes you more or less likely to remember having a pet as a child. The actual analysis that is reported as the main finding was a Cox regression rather than a Kaplan-Meier curve, but it appears to have suffered from exactly the same fatal flaw. Basically, instead of seeing whether dogs prevent schizophrenia, the study seems to have looked at whether schizophrenia prevented the memory of dogs. Not exactly an important research question, that. So, this study didn't show that dogs prevent schizophrenia. It didn't even show that schizophrenia prevents dogs, although that's the only thing that the analysis presented in the research could have shown. At best, you could argue that the study showed a very vague correlation between mental health and pet ownership, but even there you'd be clutching at straws. 
Do I blame the media for getting this wrong? No, not even a tiny bit. It took me hours of effort and quite a bit of expertise to understand what the study actually did, and I never would have gotten there without the excellent stats tweeting of Andrew Outhouse and uh, Darren Darley on Twitter, who are at AD Althouse PhD and at Stats Epi, respectively, and very much worth a follow. A normal science journalist who's never done their own statistical analysis would have an incredibly tough time decoding this study, so I'm completely unsurprised that the headlines were off. The obvious issue here is not the reporting, but the study itself, which was essentially meaningless. A case control study with massive recall bias issues and very weird slash wrong stats is basically useless for making any sort of claim one way or the other. Even giving the research the benefit of all the doubts, you could maybe say that schizophrenia makes people less likely to get a dog, but even that is pretty hard to tell from the study as written. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. Unfortunately, I am taking a short hiatus while I am away in Europe for a few weeks, but there will be a new episode in just under a month for you to enjoy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, GidMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GidMK or Medium at GidMK or Facebook at GidMK Health Nerd. You can also find the podcast itself on Twitter at SensiPod. Have a great week, and remember... If it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. Mm-hmm.